About an hour from now, as we do the show live, it'll be Roger Stone himself. I talked to Roger about the Durham report. It came out, clearly exonerates him. It exonerates General Flynn. I want to know his thoughts about that. I also want, let's say, I talked to him directly about why is DeSantis running? What do you think about the field that's out there for the Republican side? Why is this such an issue for the pre- for the former president? We get into all of it. Roger's uh, great. He does. He never, ever holds back with me. Whatever he's, he's thinking, he goes ahead and says it, and it's very, very important. All right. We had James Comer on, what, week ago, week and a half ago, something like that. He's the guy who is in charge of the oversight committee in the House of Representatives. He's out of Kentucky. Great representative. He's a straight shooter. Like him a lot. I asked him very directly about this FBI whistleblower and the whistleblower's claim that there was a document at the FBI that the FBI would not show them in oversight, which they have to. That's why it's called oversight. They get to oversee what's happening at the FBI and the DOJ. So I asked him, without asking specifically, have you touched it, have you seen it, do you know that it exists? Because the FBI at that point was pretending like it didn't exist. Or that, no, no, they were pretending like they couldn't say whether it did or didn't exist, which told Comer and others, well, then it does exist, or else you would have just said it doesn't. Then they asked for it. What he also suggested is that he saw it. Now, he didn't tell me he saw it, but what he said was, I can t- tell you without a doubt it does exist. I don't think he was just taking a whistleblower's point of view or his claim. I think he saw a copy of it. This is me saying that. He didn't say that. Fast forward to now, it got to the point to where Christopher Ray was being threatened with a um, contempt of Congress charge because he wouldn't turn it over. And then Comer came out today and basically said what they, what they already thought, but gives some more context to it. What is this document about Biden and possibly selling his position as the vice president? What does it tell him? And why do they believe the whistleblower? is now speaking at the Capitol. Let's listen. FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then-Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. The investigation is not dead. This is only the beginning. It appears this investigation is part of an ongoing investigation, which I assume is in Delaware. The Oversight Committee will follow the, follow the facts and be transparent to the American people with our findings. I'll be happy to answer a couple questions. That is the latest update from James Comer, the Oversight Committee Chair. So let me correct myself from when I was talking to AJ earlier. 
again, when I had Comerani, he made it clear to me that he knows of its existence, which told me, wink, wink, nod, nod, we've seen a copy of it. They have not gotten the copy from the FBI, the original from the FBI, FBI now claiming that it's part of a, an ongoing investigation. So they're not turning it over, and the contempt of, of Congress charge against Ray was a threat that was made, and I actually thought that that made Ray give him more information. It sounds like they got more information, but they specifically, by this subpoena, are asking for the original document. And Ray isn't, hasn't turned it over. It doesn't look like he's going to. So starting Thursday, three days from now, they will start the proceedings for contempt of Congress. So again, I am making the assumption, and I could be wrong, but the way James Comer said it to me made it clear that he, he has seen factual information proving to him that it exists. Makes me think he's seen a copy. So they know it's in it. They're just trying to force the FBI's hand to give it to them. And the FBI is slow walking it. So now we're talking about contempt of Congress charges. And what they're doing is they're dragging their feet like the Democrats are so good at doing. And they're not going to, they're hoping to somehow time this out to maybe Congress goes back to the Democrats. Or maybe, you know, something other Biden steps down and there's no, no need for an investigation. Who knows what they're slow walking. But that's where we are with it right now. Another question comes to James Comer as he was standing there today. Could they end up showing more Biden family business dealings with other countries? This document was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks. And there's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And that, again, is what the, the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing, frankly, in other countries, too. Yes. So, so, so let, me, let, me, let me just pick it up from there. July of 2020. In November, December, maybe even September of 2019, that's when the FBI was notified about the laptop that Hunter Biden abandoned at the laptop repair shop in Delaware. They were notified actually just at, just after summer. They ignored it, didn't want to do it, didn't want to know anything about it. They actually took custody of a copy of the hard drive later in 2019. It was either November or December. A full year before the election. In October of 2020, that's when the New York Post wrote the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. That's when the collusion happened with big tech, big media, big Hollywood, big everybody. And then the 51 lied on that letter that it looks like Russian disinformation. Think about the timeline. So even if if that story had gotten the play that it should have gotten, Biden would have lost badly. But let's go back to July. July of 2020 is when the DOJ, while Trump was still the president, was given this document outlining what's alleged to be money laundering by the Biden crime family by an FBI informant that has been working for the FBI for 10 years and has made hundreds of thousands of dollars with good information. That was in July 2020. 
before the election. And then Hunter Biden's laptop story, October 2020, before the election. Trump should have won in a landslide. They hid these stories. They squelched these stories. They buried these stories. They did all they could to protect Obama's boy, Biden. This isn't an administration being run by Biden. He's a shell. Not being run by Dr. Jill. It's being run by Obama. So in the year 2020, you could have had two bombshells that would have excluded Biden. Now, why do they hide them? Why? Because everybody knows, Obama knows, Clinton knows, everybody knows that, that uh, Biden's dirty. Dirty as dirty can get. They had to know that when he, when he uh, pulled that game on Ukraine about the billion dollars. I mean, you don't get the billion dollars if you don't fire the guy I say fire. They had to know how bad. Obama put him in charge of Ukraine, knowing how corrupt it was there. So why was Biden the guy in 2020? Because they, they released all this information. You might have had somebody who could have run instead against Donald Trump and had a, had a pretty good chance, knowing all the laundry that Joe Biden has. Biden's got to have pictures of people or something, man. There's got to be something going on here that I, that I don't know about yet, that you don't know about yet. But just think about the timeline. July 2020 is when this document from a confidential informant that was a trusted informant for 10 years with the FBI let them know what was going on with money laundering and money payments for policy and for persuasion in the, in the, in the White House. And then, of course, in October, you had Hunter Biden's laptop, which is real. The information was real. It was all valid. And in October also, you had the lying intelligence people, the 51. Why? I just I would love to know. I would love to know your thoughts on this now that we have even more information about exactly what Biden and the crime family were doing, according to James Comer. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags. Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you here. This is Stevie Wonder, of course, Sir Duke for Duke Ellington. Come on now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Glad to have you along for the ride. There's a lot going on. I want your thoughts on this. We now know that in July of 2020, the FBI had this from a confidential informant they trusted for a long time. They had this document outlying or outlining money laundering scheme or an alleged money laundering scheme by Joe Biden as the boss of the Biden crime family. They had this in July. They had the laptop from uh, from Hunter Biden on in December or November of 2019, a full year earlier. Then they had the story about the Hunter Biden laptop coming out in October that they all squashed and acted like it was fake and it was Russian disinformation. Will anything come of this? This guy's still in the in the White House. He's the resident of the White House. And probably one of the most corrupt politicians we've ever had in this country, if these stories are true. Your thoughts on that coming up. Let me tell you in the meantime, about prices going up, you know the economy stinks. Americans are feeling the financial squeeze. Bills are stacking up to the ceilings. If, you, if you've reached your debt ceiling, you can't do what the government does. 
You can't just change the debt ceiling. If you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, if you're being buried in bills and trying to keep up with all the credit card signature loans and internet loans and timeshares, why not get off the endless debt treadmill right now by calling my friends at Total Financial Freedom? They've been helping people like you for a very, very long time. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a phenomenal job for 16 years helping Americans like you resolve their debts and cut payments in half. If you don't believe me, no problem. Be skeptical. Give them a call, 800-833-9444, 800-833-9444. Mention my name, and they'll give you a free book. It's called The Debt Dietitian. That's right. You get the free book when you call and learn how to easily cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. They are like-minded people, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints. Call Total Financial right now, 800-833-9444. That's 800-833-9444 right now. We go to the phone lines. Your thoughts about this. Comer sounds like he's serious, and I like the guy a lot. I think Jim Jordan sounds and acts serious about this as well. Will there be any sort of a come to, to justice for Biden and the crime family? Is that going to happen? This confidential informant is one that the FBI can't say, oh, he was never any good. They've had him on the payroll for 10 years, or her, whoever it is. We go to Edward in Texas. Edward, what do you think? Hi. Uh, hey, Joe. Hey. Absolutely nothing is going to come of this. Really? Let me explain why. I refer you to Mr. Durham and the Durham report. Conveniently, after everything has already come out, everybody knew uh, the smoking gun was there. The money trail was followed. Same thing, you know, with Fusion G- GPS and a certain other person. I don't even want to mention her name on the radio. I just like like for her to fade into oblivion. It'd be best for the whole country. But anyhow, um, absolutely nothing, Joe, is going to come out of this because of our two-tier justice system. They conveniently hold on to the investigation until it's concluded and the statute of limitations is reached. Nothing will change until these crimes have no statute of limitations. Well, well, Edward, I hear you. I don't think you can do no statute of limitations unless it's murder or rape. I think that uh, in most places that has no statute of limitations. But I'm going to disagree on one on one point. I think you've got a lineup of people in the House of Representatives now who want to keep power in the House of Representatives. They want to do right by the American public. They've got a special committee that's convened just looking into the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI. I think that's a positive step. You're right, however and that they're going to slow walk this, drag their feet as best they can, hoping to have the House go back to Democrats in 2024. That's what they're hoping can happen. you got a full year and a half between now and then. And, and it looks like they're going to put the, the pressure on big time with contempt of Congress charges, bring Christopher Wray in again, make him answer questions as to why they won't show this document and why they can't do a proper investigation. Now, they're saying the document is part of a current ongoing investigation. All right, well, we're in oversight. Fill us in. What have you found out in the investigation so far? Got to be classified, do it behind closed doors, no cameras. Fine. But don't just don't just make it up. Acting, well, we got an investigation, we're not going to show you the document. No, you're going to show the document, or you know what? Throw his ass in jail. Hold him in contempt, and throw Christopher Ray, the FBI boss, in jail. That's going to wake some people up, I think. So I agree with you half-heartedly. I disagree half-heartedly, so I'm half with you, half without um, I hear where you're coming from, and the frustration's real, but you've got two bulldogs who are leading these committees now, and um, and I certainly hope they get to some some sort of a positive end. Dina, St. Paul, what's going on? Hi. Yeah, you were talking about um, Biden is just a shell right now, and the person who's running the show is Obama. Right. Um, he, he, so really, I 
Yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna put, Dean, I'm going to put you on hold because your phone's breaking up. I would like to talk to you about it. Um, I think she's saying Obama's just a shell or a shill. Uh, Obama is somebody who's just a front man for the WEF or for globalists. You're right. That's exactly who he is. But he's smart enough to be able to do it effectively and convince half of this country would still vote for that idiot. Half of this country would vote for Barack Obama because they think that he's just like them. And let me say something that I've said probably a million times. Right about, Carrie, right about a million, I've said this. I'm sure. Just about a million. Obama is not like you at all. Not even a little bit. I don't care that you think you share heritage or ancestry with him. Obama is a guy who was raised in Indonesia by, Bar- by, by Lolo Sotoro, was his stepfather, by his mother, Stanley, um, and went to school in Indonesia. That's a very different world than our world here. It was in the 60s when there was a war happening in Indonesia, and you had to claim what religion you were. When he was entered in school, the religion was Islam. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You want to be Islamic? Fine. But he claims to be a Christian guy from the south side of Chicago. He's not. He's a guy that grew up partially in Indonesia. And then his white grandparents raised him in Hawaii. Hawaii, I love you. Wanted Hawaii every day. Mahalo. I'm so glad to be on there. But Hawaii is very different than the south side or the north side of Chicago. Obama pretends like he's a guy from the from the neighborhood. He's not. I'm more like black Americans than Barack Obama is. I will say that until I take my last breath. He doesn't have a similar life story, but he learned very well and very young how to communicate and lie that face off. He learned through his hatred of America and colonialism and the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution how to be your buddy, your friend, the guy next door while telling you how horrible this country is. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Obama is, I think, a front man for the globalist society and the WEF and all that, but I also believe that he's a major part of it. I don't think he's just an actor. I think he's somebody who buys into all of it, and he's very effective in how he communicates, no matter how bad it is when he's communicating. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Do not touch that dial. You're listening to Joe Pags. 